Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Your Health is Your Choice, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest, who is in Florida right now, you can see the, bloody, uh, the sunlight shining down on her, is Barbie Ingle. She is an author of numerous books, but what we're going to be talking about today is something extremely important, from wheels to heels. How she had a rare disease, or has a rare disease of chronic pain, but it's all about hope and health and understanding. And it's about how we can actually live with pain. You know, it's not just like mind over matter. Um, chronic diseases are there. Sometimes they're just, you can't will them away. You have to learn to live with them. She has had a number of issues, but it's about how she has, you know, lived with her pain. And as I call it, make partnership with it. You know, there's times you have to listen to pain and you go, okay, I give in. What do you need from me? And other times you say, I'm too busy for you. <laughs> I've got to get going. She has the International Pain Foundation, iPain, and where she shares powerful stories about life-changing events that force life reflection purpose on her journey from wheels to heels. So let's hear her story and, uh, and see how it can empower you today, facing what you're facing, and to know that there is hope and a solution. Welcome to the show, love. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm excited to be here and share with your audience. And hopefully, uh, parts of my story will connect with other people and they will find hope and help through hearing my story. So um, really excited to be here. There are very few people that go through life without somewhere along the line being subject to some form of pain. You know, whether it's temporary, you know, a breakage or an illness. Um, but disease is kind of on the rise. Maybe it was always there, but we just didn't notice it. We didn't have labels for it. We didn't have understanding for it. People didn't live very long. We're living longer now, but we're living longer with pain. So how about you start off by telling us the wheels to heels. What put <laughs> you in the wheels in the first place? So I was in an eight second car accident. It was real quick. And that eight seconds changed my life. It changed my trajectory. I was taking life for granted. It stopped me in my tracks. And I uh, went from being on top of the world, having everything, to having lost my marriage, going on food stamps, uh, couldn't work anymore, and um, ended up in a wheelchair for almost seven years. And as you said, I have a rare disease called reflex sympathetic dystrophy. Reflex is anything in your body, body that's automatic, goes haywire. Mm. Uh, so your heart, your swallowing, your intestines, coordination, mm. um, your sympathy, sympathetic system is your nervous system. It feels like someone put lighter fluid on me, caught me on fire, and it's hard to put out. And dystrophy is loss of muscle and bone. And it took three years to get a proper diagnosis, and it took another four years to get the proper treatment. So in that time, I was wheelchair and bed bound and um, really wasn't living much of life at all. And that's 
actually what happens with most of the rare diseases. There's over 7,000 rare diseases and about 5% have a treatment option. Yeah. So it, this is the type of thing that happens. And as you said, it's, it's affecting you or someone you know, or it will. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not taught in life how to handle it when it hits, when it hits you or it hits your family. So that was something I had to learn on my own. And I wanted to share with other people so that they don't have to go through the same challenges and struggles that I went through over the course of that seven years in the wheelchair and then going to heels. And you can notice I spelled it H E A L S as in yes. health yes. Um, versus high heels. Although I did buy a pair of high heels. <laughs> um, I'm in and, the heels. <laughs> uh, it, getting the heels is in health was more important to me. And um it's, it was my strength in, in getting through uh, and knowing that I didn't want to be where I was and finding a way to get to a spot of healing. And although I am in and out of remission, I um, still have challenges and things that I go through. I actually use a lot of modalities to stay upright and to do all the things that I am still able to do or work towards doing in life. Um, I have fibromyalgia and I've been an asthmatic since too, so a very long time. Um, the fibromyalgia <laughs> took a long time before they yeah. kind of diagnosed it. And when they did, because it's been 23, 24 years now, it was like, oh, it's a psychosomatic illness. So, you know, we don't know what it is, but we'll put you on this drug, you know, and uh, I didn't go that way. Um, much to my doctor's horror and it was like I need to understand it and eventually I found a specialist that not only did because he studied his wife of 20 years with it but he became the specialist of it Dr. Osner which I do have a show up with him here and to understand what it is the trouble is when you look okay right there isn't a limb missing there isn't a big scar there you know you're not born from cancer when you look okay people just don't understand but you look okay there can't be anything wrong with you. <laughs> you look so good. You yes. look so young. What, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. Why would well, you know? I'd like to stay home all day and do nothing. Mm. Like that's not what happens. Right. <laughs> right. And and the uh, the mind over matter. Oh, just you know, you can will it away. You know, and the thing is, is our will and our mind and our spirits are incredibly strong. They can get through anything, but our bodies are vulnerable. And sometimes in the mechanism of making this body, there are things that go wrong that manifest later or through the trauma of a car accident that come to, come to the forefront. Yes. Um, we can't just will it away and we can't just ignore it and go, la, 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 I don't have it. You know, it is that partnership that you have to learn to have with it, isn't it? Absolutely. And so I like to look at it like this. I get 12 energy pennies a day. And most people, they don't, if you're healthy, you don't have to think about how many pennies you have in the bank, in the bank of energy. You have an unlimited amount and they're always being refreshed. Yes. And when you have a chronic illness, you get 12 a day and you have to decide how you're going to spend those pennies. Yes. And if you overspend today, it's taking away from tomorrow's pennies. So you might have to stay in bed all day tomorrow or for a couple of days to, to build that you know, energy back up so that you can accomplish the things you want to accomplish. But for me, it didn't mean just laying in bed. I wanted to keep living. So I, I came up with this 12 pennies. And it also not only helped me, but it helped my family and my friends understand 
what I was going through and that, okay, this is going to cost me energy. Yes. So I, I can do this, but I might not be able to do the next thing that you want me to do so easily. And it helped them understand that I only have so many energy pennies to go around. And that really helped get into the mindset of what's important in life, yeah. cut out the fluff, cut out the negativity, the stress, you know, and, and work to be positive and to use my energy pennies wisely. And then now it's like a game. How do we save pennies? How can we get Barbie to do more? Right. And, and it's not storing up the pennies that you can do 24 pennies in, in one day. No, it's that, nope. that is the energy limit. You know, one of the things that people don't understand with, with any form of disease, your battery is not working like it does with everybody else's. You know, a good night's sleep will do it for you. No, you right. could have a good night's sleep. Hallelujah, if you do. If you right? do. <laughs> if you do. Like, you know, I got a good night's sleep last night. Hallelujah. But my energy level is still low. Yes. And this reason because the battery, our battery never recharges fully. And so, again, as you said, you have X amount of energy. Yeah, but mom, you just sit at the computer all day. You know, you should go for that 10-mile walk. You should do this and do that to rejuvenate your energy. And it's like, I live in this body. <laughs> I, right. know, I know how much energy I can spend. And if I am yeah. going to go out and do this and that, I know it's going to cost me. And it's like, can I pay the can I pay the fine? <laughs> right? right? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how it goes. And and when other people, when you can set that expectation with other people, they get it a lot easier. Now, sometimes it's it's hard to set the expectation after you've gotten started. Yeah. So for me, I didn't have an answer for three years and it took 43 doctors. I knew I wouldn't give up the life that I had. I knew that something was wrong. And that there was a way to get help. I didn't know what that was. Right. I had to research and find it and become my own best advocate. Or I like to say I'm the chief of staff of my medical team. Mm, love it. And, <laughs> and, and normally there's some doctor and, and they come in. And that's how I treated my first three years until I got the proper diagnosis. I went in and said, help me, save me, fix me. But I didn't have the words to get that help in that fixing. And once I took responsibility and learned that it was something that I had to do and put in action, God doesn't drive a parked car. Mm -hmm. You have to get in the car and drive it and, and he can help guide you, but he's not going to do it for you. Same thing. The doctor is not going to do it for you. You have to do it for yourself and take the responsibility to get the care that you need and keep searching, keep looking for answers. And then the other thing that you said like, hey, this is where my boundary is. Yeah. Every every once in a while, I'll push myself to see, am I stronger? Do I have some extra pennies? Do I have more than 12 now? And, and I have to reassess my life and see where those boundaries are so they're not, so that I'm not stuck. And this is the only things I can do. Okay, well, let's switch it up. Let's find some change and see what else I can do. And that's the way that I'm able to accomplish more in life. Yeah. I mean, this show is called Your Health is Your Choice. Absolutely. Now, you didn't have a choice to get the disease that came about some other way. You know, my yes. fibromyalgia was brought about a lot through trauma and the, the damage is done. Um, yes. Now it's, it's just learning to live with it and yes. uh, knowing the boundaries. But how you live with that, the choice is how you live yes. with it. Yes, and, but and also that research, is, as you said, 
be yeah. your best advocate, be you, be the chief officer of your own health. And like, yes. don't lay all the responsibility at a doctor's feet, because especially if it's a rare one or a newer disease, they have no idea. Right? Exactly. And you, you can't articulate it in a way because it's so hard to describe sometimes what you're going through. Well, I think it must be this and I think it must be that. And it's like, this is the time with the gift of the internet that we can really go out there and kind of research. Has anybody yeah. else got those kind of symptoms? What have you done about it? Has anybody diagnosed you? And it's take your health into your own hands. Absolutely. And that is when I got the help that I needed. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I took it into my own hands and said, what are the priorities? What am I, what am I doing at the doctor's office? We, you, a lot of times you get 15 minutes or less with your doctor. That's not enough time when you have a, a chronic or rare disease. Yes. So I came up with a one pager and I go in with my questions throughout the month. I'll put my questions in uh, a Word document yeah. and then I print it off, take it to the doctor with me. And it helps me keep on track during the appointment to get the questions answered to say, hey, I read this research study. Let's talk about it. And it can help guide the conversation. And I get more out of my doctor visits because I took control and I took care throughout the month. It's kind of like doing your homework when you're in school. It, it's doing the in-between so that when you go to have that exam, in this case, a health exam, you are prepared and ready for it and you get the most out of it. And when I went in and I finally had the adjectives, I, in the beginning, I would just go in and say, I'm in pain and I would be crying and and just saying, fix me, fix me, fix me. And when I went in and said, okay, I have burning pain. Sometimes it's electric, it's shooting, stabbing. In this area, it's this. In that area, it's that. Instead of saying, my whole body hurts, help yes. me. That is when they could start giving me options and choices as to what was available for what was going on with me and how to help it and fix it. And... Yeah. Another point I'd add to that is that, you know, some of the times you go into doctors and they allow you two questions, that's it, right? So right. Know, what you can do is email them ahead of time all your concerns. Let them read it at their own leisure. You know, then they can, okay, all right, we can address this when she comes in instead of the wasting of the time, right? Or it's uh, because it's got more and more, I mean, I'm living in Victoria, BC, and we have an 800 people waiting list for doctors. And so I don't even have a doctor here right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, see, with, with me, I created a team of doctors and my primary care doctor is, the, is my co-chief. He's right there with me, but we make decisions together. But if any of, if he can't see me or any of the other doctors can't see me, I have a whole team. And they all are up to date on what medications I'm taking and what I'm doing and, and what physical therapy and, and cognitive therapy and all of the things that I'm doing and trying and, and working through, they all are aware of what's going on. Everybody on my team is aware. And it really has made a difference. And telemedicine, since COVID here in the United States, we've been able to get telemedicine where we can text our doctors and yeah. And I, I've been able to like send them a picture of my throat and say, you know, it's, it's swollen or there's this gland happening, something's going on. And he's able to say, oh, it's not COVID. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's this or that or whatever the, the situation is and, and help me. Or he can say, okay, 
I can't see you, but I'm going to send you to this other doctor that can get you in tomorrow. So I've been really lucky with telehealth and with having a team of doctors instead of just one doctor to get the care that I need. And they brainstorm about their common patients. So that's been helpful for me as well. If you have a rare disease or a chronic disease and your doctors are all working together, one might have heard of a new treatment coming down the pipeline that none of the others have heard of, and they can all discuss it, which is teaching each other as well as helping us as patients at the same time. So I really like that aspect of it. I wish more doctors would do that, you know, because it's like, well, I don't know, so therefore dismiss it. And it's like if if you go and investigate, it's you know rather like the doctor was with fibromyalgia. Um, his yeah. wife was in a lot of trouble, and just they, nobody, even him as a doctor, did not know what was going on. And it was through watching her, really learning from her what was happening to his body that he did the research. Now he is the international um, doctor go for doctors to go to to understand the disease and. We can't expect them to all know everything going on, but if we could get doctors, are you willing to collaborate with other doctors? If they say no, drop them. If they say yes, yes you know, I want a team, yes, then that's the doctor for you. Great point, Sarah. Great point. You can fire your doctor. You yeah. can say, look, you know, if the doctor says, I don't have anything else to offer you, that's a cue for you to go somewhere else. If <laughs> Some doctors aren't only willing to do certain options and certain treatments. That might not be the right doctor for you. You can, you can fire them also. Yes. You can get the help that you need. If you do not feel comfortable with a treatment option that they're saying, I think you should do this, but you're not comfortable. You have the right to choose that you don't do that option and to move on to a different provider. And um, there could be backlogs and there could be other situations going on with getting it paid for and and that type of thing, especially here in the United States. But there are options. And like you said earlier, Google has a lot of choices. You might not be able to get into a doctor to do physical therapy, but there's a lot of YouTube channels that talk about yoga and physical therapy and stretching and strengthening and, you know, all the different aspects. Every aspect of your life is affected by a chronic illness. Yes. So it's really important to not just focus on one area of health, but, you know, the mind, the body, the spirit all have to be looked at and worked on and in harmony with each other. Hugely important. You know, um, uh, if you concentrate purely on the body and the pain, it's going to consume you. So sometimes, as I said, you know, I'm in partnership with my body and I know, okay, it's having a rough day today. All right, so it needs a little more nurturing. I've got to give it a bit more time. And other times it's like, I'm sorry, buddy, I'm booked. You've got to work with me, All right? And it, it is knowing the, the mental aspect, the spiritual aspect of what you need that's going to nurture you uh, and how, allow your body to go into its space to do what it needs to do to rejuvenate. Um, we, I have a friend, a mutual friend who most certainly is the hypochondriac. And she is, she can't have a discussion with you without going on the latest thing wrong with her. Okay. So her life is entirely around illness and she spends her time on the internet diagnosing herself. And 
she has been consumed by it that she has nothing else left in her life now um, where is the quality of life there where is the purpose of life there it is very easy to get consumed by it but you've got to remember there are other aspects of your life that need to be interacted with that need to be fed as well absolutely and if you get stuck in in one area it's it's okay for for a short time but remember that you only die once you're supposed to live every day yes <laughs> people get the memo, sometimes, guys. right yes. some people say oh I, you only live once no we get the chance every day you yes. wake up is a chance to live life to the fullest so the gift of life keep, yes keep living because you're only going to die once or maybe so, not i mean well, there are people know, but... that do die and come back and you know you only live twice who knows <laughs> i love the james bond movie right. but this life. Yeah. you only live this life once <laughs> yeah so whatever obstacles you faced along the line where you feel you know i um i do my oceans every week sarah's view of life and and i did one the other day about you know birth a because i'd just become a grandma and i was obsessed oh, with birth. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you thank you but it's also about our own rebirth and that, you know, sometimes something comes to an end, like your life did, as you knew it. Mm-hmm. It kind of literally flattened you. I call that the cosmic two by four. I'm putting you where you need to be. Everything you've got to go through is because it has a purpose behind it to serve others. Even at the time and, you're lying there going, why? Yeah, and you don't always see the purpose no. until you are able to look back and go, oh, yes, I was exactly where I was supposed to be, when I was supposed to be. And if this didn't happen, I wouldn't be able to be where I am today. Exactly. And the yeah. thing about rebirth, is that, you know, when you actually are pregnant, you're nine, 10 months in, in pregnancy and all the things that you go through, there's the body's changing. And then you've got the labor. My poor daughter went through 48 hours of it. So, uh, but at the end of that, you have this new birth. Yeah. You have this new life. And when you do give birth to a child and you look at that child, everything else is worth it. You've forgotten the pain, right? You, you know, if that right. child is worth it. How about that rebirth of yourself? And looking at yourself and going, it doesn't matter the pain or the difficulty of the pregnancy. Look who I am today, stronger, more purposeful, more meaningful, more in tune with my life than I've ever been because I was willing to go through it. Absolutely. And, and that's when I, when I got sick, I said earlier, I was taking life for granted. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. I was on top of the world and I was just living there. And, but I wasn't fully living. Yeah. I was just in this moment. Nice and, little bubble. <laughs> yep, nice little bubble and everything was content and happy. And all of a sudden the bubble burst and I was not prepared. Right. And really I was preparing my whole life for the life I have now. Um, I just didn't know it. Yeah. When I was four years old, I told my dad, I'm going to be a cheerleader the rest of my life. And he at first would say, okay, okay. Yeah. And then, and then as I keep repeating this, he's like, nope, one day you're not going to be able to do the flips and perform and be out in front of all the people. And you're just not going to be able to do that. You have to have something else in your life. And, and I was like, nope, this is my purpose from God. He told me I'm going to be a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't know, but the accident brought me was I am still a cheerleader. But instead of being a physical cheerleader, now I'm a mental cheerleader. But God had a purpose for me. I didn't know it. I didn't understand why I was going through all the pain and all the other symptoms I was going through and passing out and 
losing my abilities to drive and and being bed bound and wheelchair bound. I didn't know what the purpose was supposed to be. And then all of a sudden it hit and it was like, oh, wait, I can inspire people. I can give hope. I can share my stories so that other people don't have the same challenges as me or that they get through them faster than me. And that is my purpose. And that's a, still all the things that I learned in cheerleading, responsibility and time management. It all carries over. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, personality, I'm an advocate. So, yeah. you know, I'm an advocate yeah. for the cheerleaders, you know, for the people yeah. that are willing to share their story because the impact that you have, right, is relatability. You know, whether it's your disease, my disease, or somebody else is going through something. Even with the COVID right now, you know, people that, are, that have had it and recovering from it, maybe not, you know, or somebody they know that has it, it's a stop, pause, reflect, and okay, I'm now, I'm now more empowered to know what to do. Yes. The biggest thing about a diagnosis is the crippling effect. And there you are can't. so many people die from the diagnosis because they're yep. the crippled from it rather than, okay, this is a shock. I need to digest this. What does it mean? And what do I have to do? Yes. And how do I get past this? Yeah. How do I move on? How do I keep living? And yeah. a lot of people just stop. And I, I know people that have just stopped their, their condition. Their condition could be potentially um, not a lifelong issue or challenge, but because they stopped, yes. it becomes that. It's just like, you know, you're going through life and then all of a sudden you lose and you're like, I lost, I'm done. No, loss doesn't mean you're done. It doesn't mean it's over. It means redirection, redirection. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's a million ways. To, that's another thing I've learned being chronically ill was there's a million ways to accomplish something. And just because I can't do it the traditional way that everybody around me is seemingly doing it doesn't mean I can't go over, under, around, or through. Like there's other ways to get to where the end goal is. Don't stop. Keep going and yeah. find a different way. It, it's um, another wonderful woman I interviewed. Um, we, she doesn't call it disabled. She calls it differently abled. Nice. Right? Yeah. Which is so much more respectful. I know my limitations. I know I can't run. I can't do this. I can't do that. I don't focus on what I can't do. I focus on what I can do because I'm more able to do that than yes. I'm able to do that. And it's right. this expectation mm -hmm. that you've got to do it all. It puts pressure on you when you've been given a challenge. Oh, God, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. What are people going to think of me? Or, you know, um, are they going to look at me as a failure because I can't do this and I can't do that? Just please take that, put it in a nice big ball and throw it in the trash. <laughs> yes, I even like will make a physical motion of taking it off yeah. of me and, and throwing it or trashing. Yeah, it's yeah. done. It's gone. Yeah. And, and I don't need to I don't need to have that guilt. I don't need to yes. have that anxiety. It, it's not. Who does it help? It, does nobody. it help you? Does it help it anyone else? You. No. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's a stopper and, and you can't live life to the fullest if you put those stops in your path. Yeah. You know, my children have always been very concerned because, you know, mom, they worry about me and all of that. And um, uh, you know, when I used to have an asthma attack when they were kids, first thing they did was run and get my asthma pump. You know, <laughs> they know mom needs the pump. And when I got the fibromyalgia and as, it, as the years have progressed, and of course I'm older, um, you know, more things become limited. And my son really, really concerned. And every time I'd go and see him, 
mom, you need to do this, mom, you need to do that. And then one day I just managed to get him and say, just stop. Every time you tell me I need to do this and do that, you make me feel broken. How about just wrapping your arms around me and loving me, giving me your love energy? That is what I need from you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can do that. Of help, but what he didn't yes. realize, he was making me feel worse. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that's the part of setting the expectation is yes. is have it probably was a little scary to to say. Wait, every time you say that, you make me feel broken. Right. But that was important words yes. to help the whole situation, set the expectations so that he can help you in the ways that you actually need the assistance, but let you live life your way in between. Yeah. I never, ever, ever underestimate taking someone in your arms and just giving a loving hug. It is energetically so empowering. It is so liberating. It's so caring. You know, it is that love exchange and it is so fueling. It really is. So, you know, don't, don't uh, well, it's just a hug. What can that do? A lot. A lot. A lot. As humans, we need physical touch. Yeah. It's part of living and part of life, and it's something that's innate in us. So, yeah, a physical hug can can take you so far. Even an air hug. Yes. <laughs> <It's fun. laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, for COVID right now, we have all the restrictions and things like this, you know, that yeah. hug. Um, you know, as I said, I've just become a grandma and I waited a couple of weeks and before I went to see her. Yeah. And like, in, at first it was, oh, COVID this, that, etc. And then it's, mom, <laughs> come and see me. I don't see anyone. And, you know, that first holding of that baby. And was, I, I described in my show how different it is when you first hold your own, that there's a chemical reaction that, you know, you've gone through the birth and it is a totally different thing. When you, when you hold your grandchild, there's a sense of peace and wonderment about it that is very different. So now, you know, it's, mom, can you come and, you know, and, yeah. and see me? And, it, <laughs> and it's wonderful just to uh, hold that child. But it was also wonderful to put my arms around her and hug her because of all that she's just gone through. And yes, those hugs are necessary. And it, we've got to be mindful with COVID. We've got to be mindful with even with somebody with a bad cold. When, when you're yes. around someone vulnerable. But if you're living in the fear all the time, right? And they're not practicing the common sense, but, oh, I'm afraid. Oh, they, can't, they sneezed. I can't be anywhere near them. I've got to lock myself away in a cupboard. You know, you have now just weakened your entire immune system and made everything that you're going through worse. Absolutely. And the, there's a, a whole new term that came out of it, corona, coronaphobia. He's <laughs> like, I have a weak immune system, but it's not, I'm not just worried about getting Corona. I worry about anything else I could get, right. which makes right. me less worried about any one thing. Right. So you just, you practice a common sense thing. You know, you know, where you're susceptible and where you're not. And it's not a fear driven thing. It's a common sense thing. I'm Correct. vulnerable here. I'm vulnerable there. So I'm not going to put myself in that position. Right. But it doesn't mean I stop living. I still exactly. have to keep going out and doing things. And, but I wash my hands more. Yes. And, and, you know, when I come in from, from going out, I'll change my clothes and yeah. usually something more comfortable, but also to take off any germs or anything that were lingering, take them off, put on new clothes. And there you go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, 
I think one of the things that people don't understand, and, and we have an awful lot of dis-ease in the world. And, you know, um, anxiety is one of the biggest diseases because it brings on everything else. You know, if there is a malfunction in your body and you haven't noticed it yet, when you get into the dis-ease or the trauma, you know, through accidents or through, yes. through anxiety, it's going to ignite that disease within you. So it is very it hard to keep calm, but, you know, it's not helping it by being anxious. It doesn't. You actually release chemicals in your body that your body reacts to, which causes neuroinflammation that can cause whatever condition to be exacerbated. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I notice so, myself if I'm over anxious, you know, all my triggers go right up. Everything in my body is suddenly escalated. And it's like, okay, come on, cut that out. You know, yeah. it's take the deep breaths, which you've got to do, right? You have to do. Yeah. And it's all right. I, I just need to remove myself from this situation. Or do you know that centers me again? And I'll ask myself, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah, yeah. And is that okay? Yeah. What's the worst thing? They could say no. Yeah. They could say yes. They, mm. It doesn't really, you know, if they say no, what are you going to do? Well, if they say no, then I'll find another way. Right. I think, you know, remove <laughs> the four-letter yeah, four word fear. You know, it's, yes, you are differently abled. Yes, you are more vulnerable. Yes, you're more challenged with life. And so you know how to navigate your life. But you interject fear into it. You have lost control. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are afraid, do more research. Yes. Look into it. What is, what is it that you're afraid of? What is the possibilities? And how would you handle that possibility if it was to occur? You can talk your way through it and and you know know that you'll be okay it, you know going back to friends as you said you, you lost your husband which i don't know if it was a, you know about to do with with the you know with getting ill or the car accident whatever the situation is but when people do become differently abled when they become yes. health challenged a lot of people do go by the wayside and the thing is is please don't take that on it is no. their choice their choice they can cope with your illness. That's on them. It's not on you. Throw away the guilt. Yes. And that's what I had to learn how to do. And actually, God had a better plan for me. And he brought me, he brought me my match in life and, and my soulmate. And I actually have a great marriage now and, and have rebuilt my life and have come back from all the things that I lost. And really, they're not losses. Really, yeah. they are things that I accomplished in life. And no one can ever take those accomplishments away. I did those. And they are still there and they still stand on their own merit. But I get to have all these new experiences in life and have all this new challenge and living and doing and being that I was holding myself back from because I was content in my bubble and I had more life to live. And, and once I realized that, my world opened up and I was able to rebuild and it's not the same life, but I right. still got to do all those things yes. and I get to do new things in the future. And I don't know what they will be, but I will find new things to do and things to accomplish and, you know, keep living and, until I'm not here anymore. till I don't wake up in the morning. Exactly. Um, I'm a, you know, my, my kids in mom, you know, you watch the walking dead, you watch these things. And why do you watch this? It's to do with the zombies. It's, to do, it, it, it's to do with, 
what we will do in order to survive. And you can take the weakest character, and anybody who's a Walking Dead fan, fan, you can look at Carol, who was a, you know, trodden down wife, you know, uh, and to look at her now, the fierce warrior, you know, and it's like, we have no idea what we're capable of, how strong we are, how courageous we are, until we're faced with something that we've got to rise above. And it's, that's the reason why I watch them is because there is that strength and courage in every one of us. And you're a perfect example of that. So that becomes an inspiration and an invitation for someone else. Well, if she can face that, surely I can. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I, I, to- I love The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Yes. <laughs> Beyond The Walking Dead. Beyond The Walking Dead. Um, but yes, that's, that's why you watch those shows to yes. see Hey, if they can do it, I can do it. If Barbie can do it, I can do it. And I'm telling you, if you are listening, watching this right now, you can do it. You just have to decide to do it and then take actionable steps to accomplish it. And it doesn't matter if it takes you a moment, a day, a year, 10 years, you can accomplish it. And don't put a time limit on it. It Yes, exactly. It's, It's like literally, as you said, you wake up. Thank you. Another beautiful day of opportunity in front of me. Okay, you may wake up tired and a little sore. All right, okay, this is going to be the speed we're going at today. Right, but thank you, I woke up and I've got something, you know, to look forward to do today. And that is what keeps you going. I've I've interviewed a lot of people with physical challenges and people say, well, why did they do their shows if they've got over it? And I said, because they're no longer stuck in the emotion of it. They're showing the survival and the thrival because of it. Exactly. Exactly. And you don't have to be stuck in in that moment. You can push through. You can find another way. And like you said, like Carol, you can find a way to get through it. You you can be you are stronger than the boundaries that you put on yourself or others put on you or others put on you. Did you accept? Because just because somebody puts something on you doesn't mean you have to accept it. Right. Exactly. (laughs) You know, you had, you lived in a limited bubble before because you put, you had everything and this is all I need. The bubble got burst and it was really a flatten. And, you know, from those ashes, you must rise and then look at who you are now. You know, you have the challenge, you know, people say, but you're such a spiritual person, Sarah. Oh, it comes, this comes up in every video. Uh, Ocean in the seas, it's just blowing all the nonsense away. That's my favorite view. I love that view. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Washing it all away. But people think that because you're spiritual, that, um, that, you know, you, you shouldn't have anything physically wrong with you. And it's, I remind people, as a spiritual being, I'm incredibly strong. As a human being, I'm vulnerable. I'm vulnerable because of the way I was made or the things that have happened to my body along the line. Yeah, or there's a purpose in your life, and this plays into the purpose. Then again, I didn't see it at first. You might not see it, but it has to do with whatever your purpose is in life. So take it and use it as as a positive and a tool. Being in pain isn't positive, but what you do with it, what comes out of it, can be the most rewarding and positive thing for you and for other humans and it's about human connection yes and pain it has such a different degree now you know you are giving birth and you're in that contraction that is contorting your whole body that is extreme pain yes talking about that pain nobody can survive that pain 24 7 we're talking about the pain 
after just physically not being able to do something or as you said the digestive system not working properly or you know um whatever that we're dealing with it slowed us down it makes things more uncomfortable or it holds you back and it's different degrees of pain and just as you see in your pennies of energy it's yes. like where's your pain level at today okay right i can do more now today because the pain level's there the pain level's a bit higher okay i need to be a little slower or more nurturing to my body um because the pain level is a little higher it is yep. just a barometer of your life and you just got to learn to navigate it. Right. And it's going to be different for every person. Yeah. Don't, yes. don't try to compare your yes. level yes. to anybody else's. No. It's yours. Yes. <laughs> only you are going through this. And only you are going through this. Other you people know what are... it means. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you get people... I once went to a fibromyalgia clinic and um, there was a talk thing and somebody said, come along, Sarah, but don't say anything. And I'm listening to this guy. Oh, I know. It's so painful. Oh, I know this. And he's going, all the people, oh, and everybody's like sharing their pain level. And it was such doomsday. And she could see I'm chanting. And eventually, ah! <laughs> to say something. will you stop feeding the pain? I start feeding the solution. And he's the guy yes. who's conducting this as a, as a, you know, pain relief thing. And he just looks at me. And I, I said, if we constantly deal with the moans and the groans of it, in, and we're feeding that, that's all we're going to get back. It's the, life is an algorithm. What we feed is what's going to come back to us. So exactly. yes, you're in pain today. All right. There is the nurturing. I hear you, body, or I hear you, mind. But don't get swallowed up by it. And, and that's the problem that our challenge that a lot of people face is they get swallowed up mm -hmm. by the pain and they, they sit in that instead of saying there's so much more going on in life. And I'm not saying do it if you hurt. I'm saying find ways to do it. You know, yeah. if, if it's today I can walk for one minute, walk for a minute for a week. And then, in, and then yes. after a week, then go for a minute and a half. And eventually you'll get up to 20 minutes and it might take you a lot of time to get up to be able to walk 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day, but it's doing something and you're building your strength instead of sitting in the pain and letting that just stop you. The other thing is don't get caught up in the victimization and how everybody feels so sorry for you. It's going to keep you there. Right. Decide not to be the victim. Yeah, I'm not a victim. I'm not a warrior. I'm not, people try to, you know, put the, oh, you're a victim of breast cancer. Yes, I've gone through breast cancer. I did what I needed to do. I got, I got through it. I'm not a victim. I'm not a survivor. I'm not a warrior. I'm just me living my life. And these are the things that I had to go through to get to where I am. And I have goals and things that I want to accomplish. If I get stuck in that one thing, yeah. what I am, it's not who I am. And I have to keep going. I have that drive to keep going. And I encourage other people to, to not get stopped by what's in front of them, but figure out a way to, to still accomplish the things that they want to accomplish. I mean, just going back to Carol of the Walking Dead, how many challenges have she had to face? Oh, they all had to face. And mm -hmm. you can accomplish one and you think you're on the top of the world. And you can ride that for a while. Along, along comes another challenge. It doesn't mean you failed or, or that you've fallen back. It just means it's a new challenge. 
at exactly. least you are strong enough to get through it. Yep. And, yeah, so, I, and, and ask for help. It, yes. Don't be afraid to, to know and understand your disease. Ask the questions. Do the research. Ask for help. And create your oasis. Not a bubble, but right. an oasis where, where you can have the things in your life that you need, the people in your life that you need, and, and get the support and, and hope and help that you need. But remember that you are the driver. You're the chief. You're the leader. It's up to you to be the best you you can be. And, you know, you have different friends for different reasons. Yes. And there is a friend that you can go to and say, look, I'm having a bad day. Help me. And there's, you know, otherwise I'm having a good day. Let's go do something. You know, it's, and each one of those people are going to be, a, you know, a different instrument in your orchestra of life. And yes. it's important to know who they are and what they can. Some people will be uncomfortable with the fact that you are going through this because they don't know what to say or what to do. Other people are going, having a bad day, what can we do to make it better? And yes. it's knowing who you are, who, who your tribe is and whom you can turn to. But don't go through it alone, which is something I'm inclined to do. So I've actually literally turned to Facebook sometimes and go, folks, I'm having a bad day. And the yep. amount of love that I get, support that I get, that energetic love helps me through it because it shows someone cares. Absolutely. And it shows that you're human. Yes. That, yes. that, you, can, that you need help and you've reached out. And, right. and when you do that, typically people will reach back out and say, okay, let's, let's do this. What, what can I do to assist and aid you? Not do it for you, but assist right. and aid you in having a better day. Uh, do you find that because you come across, you know, as, as a person who's, who is strong and resilient and got this in control, you know, that people would also not want you to, quote, fall or have you not be able to cope with anything because they see you as the worry, whether you want it or not, you know, and that, you know, it's like, well, if she's having a bad day and can't cope with it, normally she can cope with it. Oh, oh no, 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 I, you know, that, that, I, I couldn't possibly do it myself. You know, it's like, right. I do see that a lot. And I, I have changed what I do when I am having a bad day. I will post positive quotes and positive pictures and maybe a memory of something that I've yes. uh, been a part of. And then when I'm having a good day, I'll go back and tell the story of I had this bad thing happen, but I'm having a good day now. And so I kind of use that to motivate myself, but also try to be that positive yeah. shining voice while still sharing the reality of living with chronic disease. And it's okay for you sometimes just to have what I call a, a, a tear day, you know, yes. uh, you know, a day this where you just feel, you know, I just, oh, I can't cope today. Oh, and it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're spending that emotion. Don't bottle it up. Spend it. Once yes. it's out, it out. <laughs> you go and do something that uplifts you. For me, music. Headphones yep. on and the music's there. And, and think about music is that it literally goes in and changes your frequency in your body, which can help that frequency rise up. So find I out what it is, right? Isn't it music fantastic healing? It absolutely is. And my husband will, if I'm having a really bad day, he'll say, all right, spontaneous dance party. <laughs> and, and, and turn on the music. And it's like, I just said I'm having a bad day, you know, but then the music comes on and you know it and it reminds you of something that you've done or, or dreams or goals or whatever it is that's, that's a positive vibe. 
And that energy can fill you. It can help increase your endorphins. It can help your yes. blood pressure. It, it does so many positive benefits for you. I, I love a spontaneous dance yeah. party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the things I know that comes across, and it comes across my mind too, plus a lot older, but, you know, you, you kind of when you're navigating your life day in and day out, you know your restrictions, you think like, who would want to be in your life? Who could love you under these conditions? And here you have found love again. Somebody who understands she's having a bad day. I'm not going to criticize. I'm not going to do this and that. I'm going to do something to uplift her. I mean, that is a pot of gold right there. Absolutely. For a lot of people going through it, it's like either we don't want to burden someone or they're just simply not going to understand. Yes, that's why you setting the expectation is important. Mm -hmm. Learning to ask for the things that you need help with, but learning to do the things that you don't need help with. Mm -hmm. Don't just give it, I could give it all to my husband and he would do it for me, but I try to do the things that I can do and only ask for the things that I actually need help with right. instead of making him have to live my life for me because he needs to have a life too. Yes, that is important. You know, it's um, um, the end of my mom's life. She was five years in bed. Um, my brother ended up looking after and occasionally my sister um, my brother ended up having a heart attack looking after it because it was, you know, a lot of uh, work. Plus, he was working full time. And, uh, you know, my mom became very, very dependent on, you know, his 24-7 care. And it's, we've got to remember, there are maybe it's going to come a time where we aren't physically able to do things. So you mustn't put all the burden on one person. This is a game where you have that tribe around you. Yes. You get to that position you know who is willing to come in and help out so that it's not falling all on one person and that's preparation right it doesn't mean you're giving up or giving in or you're not being positive it just means you know if that limitation does get hold of me at a later age or you know for anybody you know we have people who get dementia or people who get heart attacks people who have other problems the health issues come up talk about it ahead of time of what's the plan Yes, I wish people would have those conversations. I wish I had them even earlier. I, w I wish that I had had them back in like primary school, right. elementary school, yeah. and been prepared because when this hit me, I just got lost mm -hmm. and, and lost everything both. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and so I, I was like, what do I do? What am I supposed to do? And, and had to figure that out. And it should be easier for us. And had I had preparation, had all of us had preparation to be in charge of our health and to know that it is our responsibility and that we have the choice, it would make all the difference in, in how we get through something, how the final outcome be, comes about. It, it really would make all the difference if we had preparation yeah. and, and, uh, and education. Is, it would remove stigma. Right. Right. It's a yes. huge amount of stigma of being differently abled, you know, of yes. having a health challenge, you know, yes. either a sign of weakness or people don't want to be around you. And it's like, oh, she's got this, you know, and it's yes. um, and then you feel apologetic because you've got this. It's like, no, you know, I I'm an asthmatic with fibromyalgia and I still function every day to the best of my ability. Pat myself uh, back if you can't. Right. Uh, <laughs> right? Uh, yes. What stigma? Who has the right to put any stigma on you because you have this? 
So nobody, that is, but people try. Yeah, you just they don't do. Have to yeah, you just don't have to accept it. it. No, no. Yeah, and that's another one of those things. <laughs> yeah, throw it out. Throw it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, their issue, not yours. Correct. Right. So yeah, we've we also got to understand there's a big disease around the way people look at disease. And yes. the people who pass judgment who, and people who um, who just think it's a snap out of it or that you're using us as an excuse. That is their journey that they're going to have to work out. Do not take it on. Don't take other people's negative opinions on, please. Absolutely. And, and, you know, with our doctors earlier, we said, you can fire your doctor, you yes. can move on, you can find another way. The same thing, if somebody is in your life and they're negative, you can, in, but even if you want them, in, you can cut them out, but if you want to keep them in your life, you can find ways of, okay, I'm only going to answer the phone when they call if I am in a good place and I am, you know, ready to take on this phone call or I'm ready to go do this outing with them and prepare yourself you can take yes. steps to make it a better experience for you uh or if somebody you know gives you something that's like a backhanded compliment yeah you know wow you look good for a disabled person well <laughs> <laughs> have, a, have a little have it thought through and you know I, I say well god blessed me with looks and he did not bless me with health right. i gotta work on that on my own yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know so trying yeah. to try to take it as a compliment, even if they don't mean it as a compliment. Right, exactly. It's mm -hmm. up to you and how you how you navigate through it. Um, yes. You've got lots and lots of books here. Um, <laughs> you've got from wheels to heels. Uh, mm -hmm. You've also got the pain code. Uh, you have two pain code books. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. You've got um, sorry, there was the small print here right now on the posting. So uh, there's yes. so many other books that you've written also with other people. Mm -hmm. um, but it's all around the navigation of health, right? Absolutely. It's finding what works for you. And I shared some of the things that work for me, but it's really, you have to find what works for you. And so you can use what I've shared as a springboard to find what choices that you want to make with your health. And that's what the books are all about. And there's some for children, Aunt Barbie's Invisible in the Zowie is a great children's book. Um, then we have some for relationships, real love and good sex for chronic pain patients and their partners. And, um, you know, everything in between navigating the health system on the insurance side and the hospital side, uh, what you do in your day-to-day -day living, which is from wheels to heels. Yes. So there's a wide variety of, of stories and um, tools, tips and resources throughout all of those books that cover different areas that we need to address in health to bring it all into a, a circle that is workable and usable for you in whatever way you need to use it. Right. I mean, you've got the remission as possible, the yes. pain code, the pain code workbook, yep. real love and good sex. Of course, that's something people think you don't have when you have a disability, um, the wisdom angle. I mean, you've got them all yep. here, the RSD and me. So, yep. you know, all of it is, is you've, taken what you've got and and just decided to make it something whether somebody's got the same disease as you or not it doesn't matter you know Correct. for some people oh gosh you know maybe i have that with those symptoms and i can go and ask my doctor about it because it's got a name right or maybe it's yep. not that's empowering mm -hmm. but if the whole thing is that you are not your disease you are so much more of it 
and right. who you are and what you do and, and why you do it is really where your abundance lies. And the fact that you do have the challenges just makes it even more achievable with mm-hmm. anything that you do. Absolutely. And something to celebrate. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, a lot of people don't celebrate the wins in their life, the big ones and the little ones. Those should be celebrated. And if, if you haven't walked for one minute, you know, the closest you've gotten was your house to your car and back into your house after a doctor appointment, you know, make it a goal to stand and walk in place for one minute with a timer. <gasps> I accomplished something. Yep. Like celebrate that moment. Well, I mean, I carry a Fitbit my son gave me for my birthday a couple of years ago, and now I can monitor my sleep and my movement and everything else. And it's like, okay, need to do a little more steps if I can today. Or, you know, the sleep pattern. Before, I just didn't understand why am I waking up so tired? Well, now I can see that sleep pattern, you know, what's going on. And just waking up tired is part of the disease, which it is for most people because the body is working so hard to keep you functioning and alive that it's using up all that battery <laughs> absolutely absolutely and even weather changes my yes. condition is affected by weather yes so if, I'm ha- if i wake up and it's bad i go and look at the barometer and see where it is and say oh that's why it'll yep. pass it'll pass yes <laughs> exactly exactly uh, yep okay it's raining today you know i don't even have to look out the window my body's telling me right so that yes. that's in there so uh, and it's also put yourself in places uh, around people, um, in clothes and everything else that makes you feel comfortable, right? It's like you're not going to go and wear high heels if you're dealing with a physical body that's going to pay for it later. I learned that one the hard way. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, mostly I wear flip-flops. I'm known for wearing flip-flops. Um, but I did go and buy a pair of heels so I can put them on for five minutes at a time and be like, oh, I'm fancy and yes. <laughs> to have that moment. But then they come right off and I yes. put my flip-flops on and that's me. I'm flip-flops. <laughs> no, I mean, I used to wear high heels all the time and then I broke my ankle. And I go, why did I break my ankle? Yeah, to get you out of the, the high heels because they were hurting your back and hurting yep. everything there's, else to do with your body. So there's always a reason. Now I'm in comfy shoes and who cares if they're old lady shoes? I don't care. It's about nope. comfort, right? Absolutely. Well, you can live more life in comfort. Exactly. Don't try and live your old life. Yes. That's very important. You're not going to go back to who you were or how you used to be able to do things. Uh, to mourn that and, and go, oh, it is now is who are you today? What can you do today? You know, it, it is your now that's important. Absolutely. Very important. Mm. Absolutely. So how do people get hold of you and uh, what else can you do other than the books that can really help them? Well, uh, as you said, I am uh, the president of the International Pain Foundation, which does education, awareness, social events and access to care for patients. And we work in uh, 16 different countries around the world, including Canada, the United States, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, the UK, uh, Latin America, um, and, and many more. So Israel, <laughs> India. So we have people all over the world that we're working with helping, and um, we do different projects, but they're based around those four areas, education, awareness, social events, and access to care. And uh, 
you can check out internationalpain.org for information about the foundation and the projects there. And you can find more about me at barbieingle.com. And um, I do peer-to-peer mentoring, talk to patients a lot. And so if you are a patient and, and you'd like to talk, um, it, it's not, a, there's no charge, it's free. Um, but you can reach out to me through my website or through the foundation. Or if you have a different condition than I do, we can set you up with a peer mentor that has that condition. It's already been through a lot of the challenges that we can um, have that person help you and mentor you so that you can get past that hump in the road or that bump in the road. Please don't look at you as a diagnosis as you be all and end all that your life is ended. It means that chapter of your life is no longer. It means there's a new chapter you're going to write. And there's going to yep. be many chapters in your book of life. And, yes. you know, can you do the cha-cha anymore the same way as you used to? No, you might have to do the bum shovel, you know, whatever it is, you know. Yep. It, is, it is about seizing your day and doing as much as you can. For me, being in purpose is extremely important. Getting up every day and doing these shows is not only because I do feel that the best teachers are those that have gone through it. They're the best people to listen to because they understand, they're relatable. They're, they're people that really are tangible and, and how they've got through it that can help you get through it. Um, Having a purpose is very important. Can you do what you used to do? No. So what can you do now? Be a bit exploratory. Understand it's going to be within the boundaries of whatever your illness is. And, but don't give in to the illness. Develop a partnership with it. Develop your partnership with your body. And knowing you know, how much you can tax it, how much you can't, what the price is going to pay, all that navigation. And find something that's meaningful to you because that will also keep you healthier. Exactly. You said that great. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, it's humor is a huge one that we have to inject into our lives, right? You've got to be able to laugh not only at life, but yourself. Absolutely. And laughing is good for you. <laughs> yes, it is. It's really, really good for you on so many levels. It releases so much. And yes. it, uh, it, it, you know, ignites all those wonderful, um, good frequencies in your body. And and it is important about the people you have around you. You are going to lose friends, maybe even family, that don't get it, feel powerless, um, don't want to be around you. Please do not take it on. That's their issue. It's not yours. You have a clean slate in front, in front of your clean canvas. Pick up the paintbrush and paint your life as you want it within your parameters. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for the great work that you're doing with all of these podcasts and sharing people's stories and the information that you're giving out. It's amazing. And I really appreciate all that you're doing. Right back at you, love. So it's Barbie Ingle, B-A-R-B-Y-I-A-I-N-G-L-E.com and internationalpain.org. And uh, please look up both of those sites. There's a lot to learn there. There's stacks of the books that she's got here that can help you. And, you know, even if it's just something has just kicked you and you're in that whole navigation of, you know, the why me, which does happen initially because it's the frustration. So part of your life has come to an end and you've got a new one in front of you and you don't know what it is. This is the time to immerse yourself into listening to people like yourself, reading the books, uh, knowing you're not alone, knowing there are things that you can do, 
and how to navigate with your own life. It is not the end of times, it's the end of a chapter. And what does this new chapter mean? And yes, you're going to have to participate in your life. You're going to have to explore the options that are going to make you well or better. You're going to have to have the people around you that really do care. But that's part of the excitement and the journey. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Bonnie. So until next time, folks, remember, your health is your choice. And when you decide to choose to be positive and look for the solutions, you can still have a beautiful, abundant life, no matter what your health challenges are. For now, bye for now, folks. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or, or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.